When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into a Truth or Fiction Tuesday here on Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, that's me, the voice you're hearing and seeing moving in the mouth. He is Pat Oney. Yes, you can find us on social media at The Coppin Show at The Pat Oni Show. You know the drill by now. Thank you so much. If you are a brand new subscriber to the show, we love you for that. Do not forget, you can hit the little notification bell or make sure you're downloaded for every single day of the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Or if you're a Rumble subscriber, make sure that uh, you allow email notifications because that will let you know when the show is available to you. That being said, if you are not watching, you can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking, right, Pat? Rumble.com backslash backslash critical thinking, correct? correct. By the way, Pat, uh, did you know uh, we were in a rumble battle last week? Did you no, know? No, I didn't know that. We were a winner of that rumble battle, which means more money in our pocket, which is great, grand, wonderful. Do explain. So Rumble, like one of its features originally were these like battles of uh, videos that had similar content, if you will. And people got to select the winner of that battle. And uh, we won one of those. So uh, we we get a a little bump in our cash um, in our account. So I I will gladly take that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And we are... uh, Slowly but steadily gaining subscribers. It's amazing what happens when you hit some of these benchmark moments, right? When you get to your first 100, then when you get to 250, then when you get to 500, how quickly that momentum can can gain. Uh, We've gained quite a bit over the last uh, week or so. So thank you to all of you new subscribers out there. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. Make sure you're also telling at least one other person about the show. That's how we grow. 
Um, that being said, it is a Truth or Fiction Tuesday. If you're new to the show, Pat, what is Truth or Fiction Tuesday? Truth or Fiction Tuesday is a, well, it is unlike any other Tuesday, every Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's unlike any other show's Tuesday programming. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. um, in other words, uh, it is a where we give a, a statement to where the other will answer if it's truth or fiction. That's correct. We're going to we're going to go through the news, the time of the day. It is election day. That's right. So, folks, um, this is the one time of the year where I will remind you. Go and vote if you see fit. I, I'm not going to. You know, if if that is your druthers that you don't want to vote and, and you believe that voting doesn't represent your values in this election. All I'll say is this. Look into your heart, look into your conscience and decide whether or not voting is right for you. And if it is right for you, make sure you have already voted like Pat and his uh, family have via mail, because that's a, that's the thing in Utah. And or like me, I'm going to have to vote later today. Um, and I, for me, it's just, I enjoy the physical act of voting. I don't trust the male voting. All that. Oh, I don't trust stuff. it either. I don't trust mm. it as far as I can throw it. And that's, that's a lot I to do with how, right. And, and it has a lot mm. to do with me, for me, Pat, with, um, having worked inside polling before, um, I've worked as a poll watcher. I've volunteered. I don't trust that these volunteers necessarily know what the hell they're doing. More importantly, that they are not unwilling as we saw with that story yesterday out of indiana to play shenanigans to pre-select ballots to do this to do that it's not out of the question that being said though pat um why don't you go first with your first truth or fiction tuesday here on election tuesday is this the most consequential of election of your lifetime pat bonus truth no. or fiction. I, I, I could make the argument either way, honestly, but we always hear this every election. This is the most important election of our lifetime. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, I was listening to Steve Dace yesterday, and I, I think that this might be the most clarifying election of our lifetime. Yeah, and I think that's why it is important, right? Yep. It is right. important to gain that clarity. Either we are down the road of... <clears throat> totalitarian socialism or we're going to be able to put a stop to it. Right. So yeah, it's just that simple for me. Hmm. Now, with that being said, Pat, your first truth or fiction, my first truth or fiction. Mm -hmm. So if the GOP gets its red wave or red tsunami or how whatever you want to call it some are calling it the red wedding yeah i, I was not a game I, of thrones guy so i i couldn't tell you what that reference could, really would I, mean I, but I, yeah I, I i don't know either i i never watched it i i have no plans of watching it yeah. anyway um if the gop wins back the house wins the house and senate mm -hmm. and has its its red wave that that has been being claimed for a while now mm -hmm. if that happens they should focus on owning inflation rather than owning the libs 
can't you walk and chew gum at the same time? <clears throat> so I, I will say this. I, I think I know where you're going to be going with this one. And I will say that this is truth. Because what do we know about inflation, Pat? Inflation has two, two parts to it. There's a consumer eco economic component to this. Okay? There is. But inflation at its core, is a problem of government. And we have talked about this being a problem of government from two aspects. Either the government is spending too much money or the government is printing too much money. My argument is that we're, we're not even close to seeing the tip of the iceberg of our inflationary problems right now. We're, we've been able to stave off a little bit of this inflationary pressure as of late simply because consumers and the housing market have been strong. And I'm not saying that the housing market hasn't slowed down. Now, now part of this is, historically speaking, these last three, four months of the season slow way down um, compared to all the other stuff. That having been said, I would look at it this way, Pat. When we take a look at the ability of the economy to outpace government spending, government um, production of money. Is it there enough to tamp inflation down? No. So to the statement, right, they should focus on owning inflation versus owning the libs. I will say this is truth. Because... We know the two components of the current inflation involve an ass ton of government spending to the tune of adding at least two, three trillion dollars to the deficit over the course of the last two years. Okay. We also know that they have a basically a blank check with all these omnibus bills. They're not producing a budget. So there are two things that the that the uh, that Team GOP could potentially focus in on, right? Reining in government spending, number one. And number two, they could go ahead <coughs> and reduce budget deficits, thus reducing the impact to inflation. The other thing that they need to do is put pressure as much as they can on the Federal Reserve. Because we have we have got to decirculate money at a massive rate. And these three quarters of a point rate hike every couple of months or whatever these the, the Federal Reserve Bank decides to do has done nothing to date. And it's largely done nothing because of number one, we still have way too much money in circulation in the economy. That was part and parcel of Donald Trump's fault. But also, Joe Biden not turning the spigot off when the quote-unquote pandemic was over. Now, we also know that, what is it, something like 60 or 70% of the Dems, uh, when they were polled, don't believe the pandemic is over. Hi, reality over here. While, yeah, there might be people who get sick and get COVID, people get sick and get the cold, people get sick and get um, SARS, uh, monkey pox, people get sick and get uh, the flu every year, you're going to have to learn to live with this. 
It's just a reality of, of what you get. So with that having been said, um, Team GOP also has the ability to hold the feet to the fire of the Fed. Jen Yellen and her ilk. She is awful, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad at her job. Okay. They also have that a responsibility to not necessarily poo-poo the Green New Deal in so much as is are there things that government can do to help that all-in economic model that we've talked about, or energy model, right, Pat? We, we could do some of the things, but to rein in the insanity coming from the Fed when it comes to this. The Federal Reserve has weighed in on all sorts of weird cultural and social issues, ESG, uh, DEI, you name the alphabet soup, and they've been involved in it. So the ability for them to hold the Fed to some sort of an account here will, will be an important piece of this puzzle. They have a role to play. And if they want to win in 2024, not just here in 2022, because let's remember the Senate map in 2024 is even more favorable than it is here. In fact, it was less favorable than than normal to the GOP, okay, heading into the election season. The chances of them, if you would have looked at this map in 2021 and said that, that Team GOP is going to be five, six seats up, right, you would have been thought crazy. Like you, maybe there's a one or two you know, one or 2% chance of that happening. And now it's likely to be, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But my point being that if they go into 2024 with a much more favorable and winnable Senate map, they have to have receipts. The American people are going to demand those receipts because they're demanding right now action. So what can the government do? Well, if you own the House and you own the Senate, you own the conversation with the President of the United States of America. And if I'm Joe Biden, I'm taking the deal on reducing our spending. I'm taking the deal on coming up with a budget. I'm taking the deal when it comes to accountability of the Fed. And here's why. Because you come out as the uniter. You come out as the CI reached across the aisle, the old Bill Clinton trick, right? You come out looking like a winner. But so does Team GOP, right? Now you're fighting over who did what. Either way, the American people are winners. Does that mean that there's a guarantee that inflationary pressure and, and recession won't last into 2024? No. But if you can show inroads, if you can show that you have been able to reverse some of the awful effects of government on inflation, that can be a win for you. It's the number one thing that I think Team GOP gets in this election. It's the economy, stupid. That's what the Dems didn't get <clears throat> and miscalculated on running against, or running on, by the way, especially in this last quarter, as we've talked about ad nauseum in this program. Right, Pat? <clears throat> right. I mean, I've talked about this uh, over the last three weeks. The, the the closing argument should have been the positive economic numbers in real GDP growth, in real wage growth, and in, in a steady, healthy 3.5% unemployment rate. 
and then look forward to the American and look at the American people and say, now, now that we have started this process, trust us to finish it. That's not what they said. They've run on every other issue and every other cockamamie bullshit um, thing that they think they can win on. Uh, you know, we talked about it yesterday. And if, <clears throat> excuse me, if you didn't listen or watch yesterday's show, go back and do so. Uh, because we laid out how dumb the case the Dems really have made is. Like, it, it is the dumbest case I have ever seen being made. The dumbest closing argument, the dumbest case, the dumbest everything I have ever seen in my entire life when it comes to politics. Now, what say you on this? Uh, do you agree with me? Are you there? Do you think? And again, I want to just go back to the very beginning. Pat, because I believe you can do both. I believe you can own inflation and then own the lives because you own inflation. <clears throat> that was kind of my take on it, but a little bit different. And I'll, I'll explain how in just a second. Sure. I mean, you own inflation, you own the libs. I mean, it, it's kind of a symbian circle, if you will. Mm -hmm. um by 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 tackling that that issue alone because this election really is is about i think two things one it is the cultural war bs that everyone's just really sick of yeah and then the second thing is um their pocketbook so i mean it's it's like you said it's the economy stupid and uh, the the Dems don't understand that they they don't it, it's completely over their head at this point. Mm -hmm. That being said, I actually came down on this as fiction, and I'll, I'll explain why. We've seen what the GOP does when they're in power, years and years and years now. We've seen that they are just as capable as. Spend, 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 spend. That not that being said, I get what you're saying about, hey, you know, the the, the GOP is going to have to bring receipts by by 2024. I I don't disagree with you on there at all. They they're going to have to. That being said, this is fiction because. Are is the GOP, and I, I hope I'm wrong on this, by the way. I really do. I, and, and if I'm wrong, I will be the first to say it. I will be the first to take my, my flogging for it. Um, I, I will hand you the flogger myself. Okay. Um, is, that, is that my present I, I today? Wait, wait, what? Is that my present today? I get to flog you? No. Oh, dang it. No. That, that that is that isn't it today no no um but my my point in all of this is is that i don't i don't trust the gop to put together a, a a balanced budget i don't are they more likely to do it than the democrats absolutely absolutely i i would agree with that but i've seen i've seen this show before give me the power give me the power give me the power and then they don't do crap with it. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope they bring receipts in 2024. I hope that there is significant improvement come 2024 and that they they can show like, hey, we, we've reduced inflation. 
even if it technically gives Joe Biden a win at the end of the day, I don't really care at this point. It gives the GOP a win too, like you said. All of that is, all of what you said is true if. Right now, I'm, I, I just, I, I have no trust in, in Team GOP. I have a few trust in, in a few select people in Team GOP, but mm-hmm. as a whole, yeah, no, no. Couldn't, 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 couldn't put my trust there. No, <clears throat> I agree with you in terms of the long-term trust issues. But mm. that having been said, we know the fundamentals are there for them to be able to take advantage of it. it they, they are. It's just will they? Right, and and I agree with you. But I think those are two separate questions. So, with that being said, my first truth or fiction to you is that the GOP after election night will have fifty-five senators. In this election cycle. So the GOP will have 55. That means they have won, count them, Pat, at least five seats. Oh, um... I'm going to go with truth on this. Because I think there's going to be some places in this country that are going to surprise us. Um, I, I do think the GOP is going to win some seats that they thought maybe they wouldn't win. Um, Which I one think that's that a very they didn't very think they were going to win. <clears throat> Wait, what? So where do you think that's going to come from? I, I think Pennsylvania is going to be one. Yeah, but I think they thought uh, that they might win that one. Well, yeah, they, they, they might. I think, um, I'm trying to think of where else. Um, I mean, for a while there, we all thought Herschel Walker was going to lose to Raphael Warnock in Georgia, but but that's has changed over the last several weeks. Yeah, yeah Trafalgar um, came out with their poll yesterday, their final poll, I believe, before the election. Maybe they have one more to come out this morning, but um, he was up by three points. And by the way, Brian Kemp being up by 10 and and Walker up by three speaks volumes of how terrible of a candidate Herschel Walker has been. But um, that's not withstanding. I agree with you um, in terms of Georgia. So, but you agree, 55, right? Yeah, I I think it's very possible. I mean, Blake Masters looks like he's going to pull it out in Arizona. Yep, Adam Laxalt in in Nevada looks like he's pulling away with that one. which also means the governorship in Nevada will likely change hands as well um, to Team GOP. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this being truth as well. I think I think we clean sweep it to 55 here. I I don't see a Senate race, and I think the biggest one might be New Hampshire. And then also, I think what we have to look for is Lisa Murkowski potentially losing in Alaska. Now Alaska is different because they have uh, ranked choice voting and and all that sort of stuff. Um, in right, there, yeah. um, I, there's an actual team GOP person in the, in the mix here that seems to be leading. So I firmly believe we're going to see, um, when it comes out at the very end that Murkowski loses that that's a win for team GOP, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, say, look is, at New Hampshire. Is, it, is she against the GOP candidate or like, like how is that working in Alaska? It's all ranked choice voting. So they, they have a right. little bit of a different scenario in play. 
Um, basically, oh, Murkowski got enough votes to get on the ballot for the general election, but so gotcha. did the actual winner of the GOP primary. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ranked choice voting, basically what it, if people don't know it is that you rank the the people in like, let's say the GOP primary, right? You rank the people based off of your voting preference. Now, if somebody bows out of the race or doesn't get to a certain threshold, where does your vote go to, right? And then mm. you rank that out um, and then they calculate based off of that. I, I don't know all of the details there, but basically what it does is it ensures that there's the possibility of a smaller candidate getting more traction, right? So, for instance, uh, a lot of libertarians believe in ranked choice voting, and they believe in it because people correctly, by the way, today believe that if you don't vote for Team GOP or Team Democrat, your voice won't be heard, right? And it's important to have your issues heard, and so therefore, it actually hurts the smaller candidate because – what do you do, right? But if you have ranked choice voting, you could throw your first vote to the Team GOP candidate, and if there's no 50% threshold, right, then it goes to your second choice, and, and you know, okay, so then we figure it out based off of that. Yeah, I don't know all of the details, but it's an interesting way of looking at how you vote and and how important it is to look at the actual candidates instead of just blankly checking team GOP or, or team uh, donkey. Right. Um, so I, I look at Alaska, I look at New Hampshire, uh, maybe Hassan could be in some serious trouble up there, uh, which would be great. Um, and then Arizona, Blake Masters, as you mentioned, um, mm. seems to be pulling away here late when you look at the Trafalgar uh, polling and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think, <clears throat> I think this is important because if you're at 55, you need to peel just five uh, Democrats away. Considering what um, Joe Biden decided to tell coal country <laughs> over the weekend, right? And how Joe Manchin went off on him. Um, yeah. Now, now you just need to be pulling a Kirsten Cinema and maybe three or four other Democrats that are looking at their 2024 election uh, scenarios. I, and go, I don't know. Ah, be that hard to do. I, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know that that would be that hard to, because Joe Manchin and, and, and Kristen Sinema for that, for that matter is uh, right. They may, I'm saying that they may still have the D next to their name, but they, they might be in, in important issues on mm-hmm. economics and important issues of some of the big, big stuff that's out there. They may swing your direction more often than not, which means that you have a veto-proof majority in the Senate, potentially, on some key issues. So I think it's going to be important to get to 55. If you get to only 54 or 53, and somehow Pennsylvania's election goes weird, wonky, strange, um, or Wisconsin somehow goes weird, wonky, strange, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Because then at that point... there's no incentive for a mansion or a cinema to really caucus with you all that often. No, but despite the D next to their name, they, they do seem to be, those two specifically seem to be the most willing to work across the aisle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. Now that having been said, 
We have hit the halfway point in the show, which means it's a great time for us to play the B or not the B, win $100 of Dominic Izzo's totally legitimate, not MLM Ponzi scheme money. Are you ready, Pat? Yes, I'm totally willing to uh, win some of Dominic Izzo's totally Ponzi scheme, illegitimate money. Yeah, yeah I'm totally willing. Nate Silver prepares for a biannual trend tradition of screaming that his wildly erroneous polls were somehow right, Pat. Again, the headline, Nate Silver prepares for a biannual tradition of screaming that his wildly erroneous polls were somehow right. While you are thinking as to whether or not that is the B or not the B, my friends, please visit our fine official coffee of critical thinking. It is uh, the best part of what is in my cup. <clears throat> it is the salted caramel. Coffeebrandcoffee.com, small batch roasted. And by small batch, I mean literally roasted so it's put directly into your bag. That's how this rolls. Delicious, delicious, delicious coffee without the politics, like on either side. They, they don't want the politics of either side. They just want to focus on it. Here's a very novel concept. I'm producing really good coffee. That, that's it. That doesn't come with a message. It's just coffee. Coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. Again, that's coffeebrandcoffee.com. A good Utah-based company, by the way, Pat, as you know. Coffeebrandcoffee.com. Yes, Enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING. You can get your coffee, your tea, and your hot cocoa as we enter the winter months. Again, coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off. All right, do you need the headline one more time, Pat? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, no. You know how we didn't play the B or not the B yesterday? This was going to be yours? This was going to be mine. Also, if you listen to Steve Dace yesterday, it was featured on the Steve Dace show. Now, the, the other option that I had, by the way, Pat, was uh, Biden's DOJ is going to monitor the polls in 24 states to ensure voting law compliance. Oh, that's going to be not. The B, right? Yeah, that's not the B. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So since I got both those, can I? Can we get two hundred of? No, we're gonna be nice, and we're only gonna allow one hundred dollars at a time. Oh, that that that's mean. Now wait a second. How does that mean? But the the uh, <clears throat> the Babylon B story continues like this. Famed pollster Nate Silver has begun preparations for his biannual tradition of screaming on national television about how his completely erroneous polls were actually correct. No, you don't understand. None of you understand, shouted Mr. Silver, pulling even more patches of hair out. Everything turned out the exact opposite of what I said is because of margin of error metrics and Z-score analysis, and I would like to see you do better, Samantha. The tradition first began in 2016 when Mr. Silver pulled out half of his hair and then lit himself on fire during an interview on NBC. It's become a real hallmark of our election coverage, said anchorman Samantha Guthrie. We watch every prediction get crushed in real time, then observe as Mr. Silver slowly implodes. implodes. In 2020, we had an office pool on how long it would take before he declared that his polls were right, but people voted wrong. 30 minutes. Thanks, Florida. In hopes of preventing the usual meltdown, Mr. Silver had demanded that people attempt their own predictions before making fun of the fact that he got everything wrong. If you aren't better than me at my job, you can't tease me, said Mr. Silver. Those are the rules, right? 
Turnabout being fair play, Mr. Silver's surgeon demanded that Mr. Silver try performing an appendectomy before saying anything critical about how his surgery turned out. <laughs> wow. <coughs> now. Just wow. Before we get into the final uh, round of, of uh, our uh, truth or fiction statements, Pat, I, I just want to point out um, where we are. <clears throat> and what is being set up in the media, Pat? Because Politico ran this story yesterday by Eric Geller. It starts like this. The midterms face a bevy of digital threats from stolen Twitter accounts to hacked election websites that could spark chaos, confusion, and unrest that last long after the polls close. Wait, what? So you're telling me that there's potential for election fraud. <clears throat> but the second paragraph, Pat, the 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet, there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. I this saw, is what, I this saw is where this we're yesterday. going, Pat. This yeah, is going to be I, I the stop this. the steal, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. I, I saw this yesterday, and, and I, I laughed hysterically. Because... Here, here they are saying, well, the 2020 election wasn't stolen, wasn't stolen. Everything was fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to question. But the th same things that uh, they believed could have happened in 2020 can totally happen today. Wink, wink, wink. Right. So just just prepare yourself out there in critical thinking land to know that this is exactly what is going to happen because we've seen them talk about it already, right? Now, we've also seen the Dems turn on each other. Did you see that interview on MSNBC this weekend with Kathy Hochul, Pat? No, but I heard about this. Uh, yeah, you had so a, Kathy a... Hochul was on MSNBC, and uh -huh. the she gave some cockamamie answer about crime, right? And the MSNBC anchor goes, yeah, but I live here. And there's real fear from people here in the city of, of New York. This isn't some right-wing city, right? And she just laid into Kathy Hochul, and Hochul had no response, none. And, and Oh, and <clears throat> she doesn't want to become San Francisco. Yeah. she. We don't want to become San Francisco. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, she's yeah. right. In so much as San Francisco is a drug-addled, feces-ridden city. It is disgusting. Um, people that uh, they, even if you go block out of the tourist areas, right? Yikes. Yikes. It is, it is not safe. Let's just put it that way. There's needles everywhere. There's feces everywhere. There's homeless people, um, you know, strung out on drugs all over the place. It's, it's not good news. All right. That having been said, Pat, um, I'm going to go with my final truth or fiction first. And my final okay. truth or fiction is this. Joe Biden will either be removed from office or forced to announce he will not run for a second term after this ass kicking at the at the election ballot box today. But it will only come in the first quarter of 2023. It will not come until then. So Joe Biden will be forced to either resign or announce that he will not seek a second term, but it will not happen until the first quarter of 2023. See, I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to answer this because we we've made this prediction several times and we've been wrong. Um, 
frankly, because I mean, there, there, I think there's a reasonable explanation of why we've been wrong. It's because he's been politically expedient to keep. Kamala Harris is far worse than him. Yeah, I mean, he's provided cover, I guess, right? Right, right. So there, I think there's a reason for it, but but at the same time, like we're getting to the point, can can they can he be a reliable cover for them anymore? Especially since his cognitive issues seem to be getting worse. Yeah, all you needed um, to know, Pat, is he spent yesterday campaigning in Dems plus eighty districts in Virginia and Maryland. Which why? Why? You have him there because you can hide him, right? You you, you hide your weaknesses. You accentuate your positives. Right. Yeah. Kind, kind of the SWOT analysis, if you will. Strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. And Biden is a weakness and a threat at the same time. So you put him in a place, make him feel important, but he can't do any damage to you. That all being said, though, I... I come down to this as truth with the caveat of it will happen no earlier than 2023, the first quarter of 2023. Right. Could it happen later? Yes, it could. It, it just, I think it comes down to how much longer is he going to be politically expedient for them to keep in power? And, and the answer to that, by the way, Pat, is none because they got their ass kicking at the ballot box allegedly going to happen right tonight, right right so when that happens it's not that he becomes lame duck it becomes he is a he is the reason and the liability right he he's the focal point the face of your ass kicking but you also have the cognitive issues you also have all of the other reasons behind this so i think what we're going to see is those that are the power brokers in in uh on the left okay they're going to give him that ultimatum because they cannot afford to lose the 2024 election and 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 i've had this discussion with my wife pat here's why i think he is the ultimate person that ends up resigning here because kamala harris is so clueless that she can become so manipulated what I firmly believe can happen, I'm not saying this will happen, but what I what I am in the back of my mind prepared to deal with is a resignation of Joe Biden and a declaration of this election is illegitimate and we now have a dictatorship on our hands. We now have what we have feared when it came. And, and this is the part that bothers me. James Clyburn has talked about Nazi Germany and and how the Hitler came to power and and got absolutely creamed um, by the right and by whatever. He's not totally wrong. He's just wrong about how it happened and whom would be doing it here in America. That's what he's wrong about. James Clyburn is right. He was also wrong, by the way, about this that uh, Germany had one of the most robust democracies in the world. No, they didn't. They they were a fledgling democracy. They had just come out of the Weimar Republic. Um, Germany as a country hadn't existed until about thirty years before, right? It was the there was Bavaria, there were Holstein, Kiel, there all the different areas were all their own, um, all throughout what is now in modern day Germany. 
that having been said, what what I believe is that Joe Biden has no purpose. So if you have no purpose, it's time to move you on. And more importantly, he becomes a hindrance to something further, right? He becomes a hindrance because he doesn't have the cognitive ability to, to help you in some sort of transformative plan. So what do you do with that, right? Bye-bye, resign, or announce you are not going to run for a second term. And once they do that, they've neutered him, and they can turn those levers of power some more. I, I firmly believe that's what's going to happen, and I agree with you. That doesn't happen until 2023, and here's why. You want the other side in power when you turn the spigot off. What did, what did Hitler do? He waited until he could gain the power at the very, very top, but his party didn't have full control inside the Reichstag yet, right? It had enough power. It didn't have all of it, though. And then blame the other side. This is classic politics. This is classic Machiavellian politics. I firmly believe that we're going to see this because even if we don't see the the sinister part of this, right? Even if we don't see the, what is your response to loot, getting your ass kicked? And that response is, this is an illegitimate election and we're just going to seize power. Even if that's not what happens. Joe Biden's a liability, not an asset. He is a threat, not an opportunity. So when when if you're looking at this from that analysis point of view, right? There is no purpose to him being there anymore. You have to find an opportunity. You have to find some sort of strength. And I can't find it inside the Democratic Party. Like, if I look at 2024, Pat, who in the blue hell are the Democrats going to run in 2024 that would work? James Clyborne? The guy who can barely function in the English language? Are they going to run Stacey Abrams, one of the most unlikable individuals, one of the most radical individuals? Are they going to run AOC? By the way, she's not even eligible to run for president yet. Are they going to be running Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib? Who the hell? Who the hell do they have? Are they going to be running? Really, they're going to they're going to run uh, Mayor Pete? Is that where we're going here? Of all the names you just mentioned, though, I mean, he's probably the most likable of all of them. And he is totally unlikable. Oh, I I agree. But can can you honestly tell me that that he is less likable than any other name on that list? Kamala's done. Kamala, Mm -hmm. she might think she wants to run, but she she ain't going anywhere. Right. So all of that having been said, my point is, I firmly believe you kick Biden to the curb one way or the other. And um, and neuter his ability to to do anything one way or the other, because it's dangerous. You're, you're riding that that tightrope over the Grand Canyon and suddenly you feel your foot slipping. What do you do? You don't kick it all the way out. Right. Mm. You, you try to find your balance again. And I, yeah, that having been said, Pat, your final truth or fiction. Well. I, I was going to go with um, with the COVID-19 pandemic, but you kind of already answered the question already earlier in the show. 
um, because most Democrats still believe that the pandemic is not over. That, mm-hmm. that that's absolutely true. We we you already kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. So I I decided to uh, switch it up, if you will, and, and keep it uh, election themed. Oh, a little switch hitter action. Yeah, a little little, little, little switch hitter action here. Um, truth or fiction? Joe Biden and and pretty much the entire Democratic Party will declare the 2022 election results invalid and will try to to ultimately stop stop those changes from taking place. I really struggle with this one, Pat, mm-hmm. because that means our republic is over. Okay. Right. Right. Um, and that that makes me really sad to think about, right? Uh-huh. And people might think, wow, that's a really extreme opinion, right? That's that's a really it is. But having been said, throughout history, what have we heard as the rationale for these types of moves? In order to save our democracy, we must right. do X, Y, Z. And that's been the narrative for the how long now? And the narrative has been that uh, the Republicans are going to cheat and that this or that mm. or they're going to – and it's not necessarily that they're going to cheat at the ballot box. It's they're suppressing the vote, blah, 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 blah. And what have they been setting up? It is this very argument that we must save our democracy from – that evil and again this show is critical thinking right so i have tried very hard to wrap my head around this concept this idea right that the 2022 election is all about republicans um hatred for democracy our democracy is on the line first of all we're a republic not a democracy um the action of voting is the democracy in the republic. Um, it is a form of democracy, but democracy would be a direct vote on every single thing. So every vote or every bill that would come through Congress would have to be voted on by the American people. That's a democracy. We don't live in that. We live in a representative republic. And even the people on the right seem to get this wrong. We don't live in a democracy at a state or local level either. Mm -mm. The only thing that we do that is democratic would be maybe amendments to the Constitution, amendments to state constitutions, or um, ballot initiatives on a local level, like your school board. um, Right, right. Or we're going to take your poll on this tax or that tax because that's how our city or county is set up, right? Right. That's the only level in which we're truly democratic in America. Everything else is a representative republic. Your city, county, your town, your village, it's all representative. Whether you think that or know that or whatever. At the end of the day, I come down to fiction on this. I think they will try it, but I think they will fail at this because... We still have all the apparatuses in place at local and state levels. You actually came down the same place I did. 
so is is ultimately fiction. It's ultimately fiction because they don't have enough of, and they're going to lose even more. We're talking about New York, Oregon, potentially Minnesota um, going Republican. New Mexico looks like it could be going Republican. Nevada's going to go Republican. And I talked to you about this earlier, Pat. There might be only three states in the West at the end of this. Colorado, uh, California, California, and Washington. That will be Democratic. You, You can't possibly... And this is the difference between Germany and America. Is that what you might see here is that the Democrats might try this at a federal level. But there's still a second and a third layer that you have to peel back and you don't control enough of those second and third layers to ultimately do what you want to do. Now, what I could see them attempt to make the case about is, see, they they wanted to steal this election. They wanted to disenfranchise you. And the furtherment of that disenfranchisement is the Electoral College and we need to get rid of it. That's where I could really see them try to go is go direct direct democracy for voting for the president. And then they turn that other spigot on. That, that is a very that is a possibility. However, you know the the electoral college really isn't on the ballot in this election. No, it's not. But so. they're going to make the point that if if they're willing to do this, then mm. we you need to give us the power to dissuade that from happening the next time around. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and yeah. Because the mm. they're making the argument that 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 the democracy, our democracy, is at stake because of disenfranchisement, right? That's mm. what they're going to say, that uh, they put too many roadblocks or this or that or whatever, whatever cockamamie bullshit idea comes out. And then ultimately what they're going to say is, well, the the end game and the worst of that disenfranchisement is the Electoral College. They're going to try to disband the Electoral College. And once you do that, the presidency becomes all powerful. Because you you remove the other branches from the process, you remove the states from the process. What is the point of the state of Wisconsin versus the state of Illinois at that point, Pat? What is the point? No, there isn't. There is, there is none. If, if you remove the electoral college, there might as well not be a state difference between you might as well just be one nation. There is no state emperor, whomever. Right. Right. That, that's what we have. We have an imperial presidency at that point. And I don't want none of that because guess but what? Yeah, this- my vote, my vote here, your vote out in Utah. Don't mean dick. Right. The only votes that matter are the ones that come from California, New York, and Texas. That's it. And oh, by the way, yeah. uh, California and New York have way more than Texas combined, so screw the rest of you. We've talked about that ad nauseum on the show in the past. Right. If you do the right. if you do the mental math, if you understand what that would do to the ability of of anybody to have a voice outside of those two states, you might as well not even show up to the polls. Seriously, LA your County vote alone, don't matter. L.A. County alone could decide pretty much half the country. L.A. County would take up half of the country. Yep. Mm. Um, but no, this is this is ultimately fiction, and uh, I agree with everything that you said. I, I do have a slight difference in that there is. I don't know that this will be politically expedient for them to try. I think they might try it, but they'll they'll test the waters with it. But they won't. I don't think they'll go full fledged on it. And that's fair enough. I understand where you're going, but I don't think they care about it being politically expedient. It is power expedient, right? right? They don't care about whether or not the American people have the palate for this. Okay, did the did the did 
the Nazi party care about whether or not the people had the palate for the beer hall putsch? No. no did no, they, they care didn't. about the, the night of the long knives and, and the fire at the Reichstag, right? Did they care as to whether or not the people? No. And here's why. Because they knew that they could instill the fear of the people as much as the adoration of the people. And which is more powerful, adoration or fear? Fear. It's fear. always more powerful. That's mm. how cults work, right? It is the fear not the adoration. And that's the difference, I think, when people look at religion versus cults. Religion is of, oftentimes about the adoration, the positivity versus the fear, right? Now there's the fear of God, right? And in all that stuff. And you can talk about the 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 memes with Catholicism and and all that stuff. But the point of the matter is this: it is about an adoration versus fear. Fear is control. Adoration is power. Those are two different things. And I, I just struggle to understand where the Democrats would go from here that wouldn't be a power grab. Now, to answer the question about what would happen because of the layers of the states and localities, you just strip the Tenth Amendment. How, how the hell would you do that? You just declare it invalid, right? Just like right. you declared the 2022 elections invalid, and therefore we have to take our power and um, nope, we're done. Again, what what happens all across the globe every time this type of a power grab happens? They work through the machinations of the current system and then implode the current system. That, that's how it happened. In Germany, that's how it happened in Maoist China. That's how it happened in Imperial Japan. It's happened all over the globe every single time that it's happened. Look at Venezuela, right? They, um, was it, Ch yeah, it was Chavez. Chavez used the machinations of Venezuela's uh, internal political polling and election system, right? And then just simply declared the elections going forward invalid or change the whole constitution on his own. Can that happen here? Yeah, it can. That's the reality. And with that, Pat, it is time for us to put a bow on election Tuesday here in 2022. Your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And for the next gift on Andrew's birthday month, What's my birthday week? It's going to be a, a $5 gift card to the Culver's. I, I will take that. That will almost pay for some cheese curds. Appreciate it. Thank you. I love that gift. <laughs> Thank you so much. And with that, Pat, please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 